Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face here with my podcast guestie, my bestie podcast friend, Justine. Hi, Justine. Hi. Oh my God, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I know. We really haven't. We really haven't. It's been a long time. So you went on vacation at the worst time ever. I know. Tell me about your vacation. <laughs> well, the vacation was fucking awesome until Hurricane Ian had to ruin it. But honestly, I feel like such an asshole even saying that because uh, obviously, you know, the devastation down there is just insane. And that's people's lives and homes. You know, it was just a vacation for me. It's very easy for right. me to go back. Um but yeah, I was in Florida, I went to St. Petersburg, then to Miami, and then to Orlando. Was supposed to be in Orlando for five days, only got to spend two days, one night there, because we decided to just drive home because we were like, didn't want to be stuck in the hotel room because of the hurricane. And then also our flight was supposed to be on Saturday morning. And we were like, what if, like, you know, because all the airports were shut down too. So we're like, right. what if we stay and then we go get our flight and then we're stuck at the airport for another day or so mm-hmm. trying to get a flight. So we were like, better be safe than sorry. Drove the friggin' car from Florida to Buffalo, New York. My mom met us in Buffalo, drove us over the border and uh, it was crazy, but I'm glad to be home and I feel rested. I'm like in the swing of things now. I'm down to just talk my heart out <laughs> yay well how long were you down there for so you were only down there for a couple days then we were supposed originally we were supposed to be there for 10 days and we were there for seven six wow i didn't realize you were there for that long okay so that's good so you got a little bit of a vacation before you had to i know run away from it. i was just like yeah. sobbing leaving because we didn't get to Aww. do halloween horror nights which is like the thing i was the most excited for So I was like, and then, you know, leaving Florida, you're seeing all like the billboards for it. And then, of course, the radio kept playing The Weeknd, who had like the big haunted house there this year. So I'm like sobbing and I'm like, no. But like I said, uh, you know, it's more serious than just my vacation. So uh, I hope everybody down there is okay. Oh, yeah. And I like I understand you totally have a right to feel bummed about it because a vacation is an escape from everyday life. And it's something you look forward to and you're planning and you save money for it and you spend money for it and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, you can still be bummed about it. But yeah, it definitely has been pretty devastating. Did you find out if they actually canceled your flight? Hopefully you got a refund or a credit for your flight. So actually, they didn't cancel the flight. It it actually took off. So um, good for those people who were on it. We're still we're still lucky we left, though. Like we were both just like, honestly, we made the best decision because our like I saw videos from out front of the hotel we stayed at. We stayed at the closest hotel to Universal that wasn't on property. It's like the Doubletree by Hilton Mm -hmm. or something. The whole fucking parking lot was completely flooded. Universal was flooded. And when Universal opened on Friday, they were only opening their water park not even their parks and they were only opening to guests who were staying on universal property so like we would have literally just been stuck in the hotel room i i hate storms i would have been so anxious i just would have been like drinking my woes away so um it was better that i just like came home and got rest you know yeah oh that's so crazy yeah i was gonna say i'm surprised you were able to get a car but you probably already had your rental car yeah, we had when a you rental got there, car right? that we picked up okay. from the airport when we got there that we literally drove everywhere. So much driving. And then um, 
so yeah, we just called and we were like, can we bring it back to Buffalo, New York? And st-? well, we wanted to bring it back to Canada, but they wouldn't let us cross the border with it. So we yeah. said Buffalo, New York. My mom lives like right over the border. So it was nothing for her to pick me up. Hopefully they didn't charge you a bajillion dollars to drop it off at a different location. It was only I know like they do that $60 sometimes. more or something like that. Whoa, really? Oh, wow. Because yeah. every time that I've looked into running a car and returning it to a different location, a different state or whatever, it's like hundreds of dollars more because then they want to transfer it back to the original location. That was crazy. Yeah, we lucked out with that. Um, Universal reimbursed us for the Halloween Horror Nights tickets, which was good. However, we had a three-day pass to Universal, and we used two out of three of those days. They wouldn't reimburse us for the third day. They said, because you already used the ticket, technically, you can't get your money back on it. Oh, that sucks. Um, And then the hotel actually only charged us for two nights, because we left Tuesday night at like 7 o'clock at night or something. So um, they only charged us for the two nights instead of the five. So even though we checked oh, wow. out early, so we lucked out on that. So it was just kind of Yeah, that's like, nice. Whatever. It, honestly, it prob- the money that was lost, we would have spent more being there. Like, you know. Right. It's so yeah. fucking expensive there. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. Is it? It's crazy. I mean. It's so crazy. Florida used to be kind of like an inexpensive place to go. That's why a lot of people, a lot of older people will retire there because it's like they can have a beachfront property or something close to the ocean. It's not that expensive and the weather's nice all the time. Well, I But like everything, like own, I think it's just inflation in general. Yeah. I feel like to own property there is cheap. Like, well, it's a lot fucking cheaper than where I live. That's for sure. But I just mean yeah. like the tourist areas. Like to have a drink at like a tourist bar or to like you know eat anything inside universal is just right and like stuff like that like even uh we went to clearwater beach and we went to the hogan's hangout hulk hogan's bar down there and we looked at the prices and we're like okay let's just get a couple drinks like we're not eating here we can like grab some chick-fil-a or something on the way oh wow yeah yeah and it's probably just normal bar food nothing but because it's got hogan's name on it yeah yeah exactly well, I'm I'm glad that you're um, home safe and sound. The group chat got all, all the updates to make sure you were all right. So that was nice. Um, yeah, I'm happy to see your beautiful face on the screen. I'm so and excited happy to, to be talk here. about cannibals with you. Oh my god, I have so <laughs> many thoughts. So many. Thoughts. Oh, see, I'm I'm kind of worried because I kind of binged I binged it. I binged it. And I was watching a few episodes at a time each night, and I'm wondering if maybe I got a little sleepy at some points and missed some of it, but it didn't feel too drawn out. It was 10 episodes of the Dahmer, what's it called? Something about a monster. The Jeffrey Dahmer story or something. Yes. I thought it was incredibly, overall, thought it was incredibly well done. Evan Peters is amazing Mm. like if we ever had any second thoughts about this kid probably one of the best actors of our of this generation not even our generation he was disturbingly good oh my god so good he looked like him he really embodied him uh i didn't feel like the show the wisconsin (sighs) accent yes very good (laughs) and he just like seemed like a weird guy like not even you wouldn't look at him and go, oh, that guy's a serial killer. 
it's just kind of like a weird, like socially awkward guy. And he really, he looked like him. He acted like him. It was really fantastic. I didn't feel like the show taught me anything that I didn't know because I'm a weirdo and I've listened to and watched everything about Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, but Ryan actually didn't know who he is. He was like, "Who? what did this guy do? I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, so I knew, <laughs> I knew most of it. There were a few things okay. that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't aware that most of his victims were uh, like people of color. And I, mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, I did know the whole, like, the cops could have stopped it on a few occasions, but they were too fucking stupid. Um, but I didn't realize, like, the extent of that. Um, yeah. So the fact that they returned that young mm-hmm. boy to him is mm-hmm. insane. I remember watching, I don't know if it was the movie Dahmer that came out in, like, 2002. I don't know if it was that or some other shitty, like, made-for-TV movie about him years and years ago. And I vividly remember a scene where he drugged somebody at a club. The person's passed out. He's, like, dragging them back to his house. And the cops are like, hey, what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, this is my friend. He had too much to drink. I'm just bringing him home. And the cops are like, okay, you go. <laughs> and uh, so that always kind of stuck in my head about him. But, yeah, um, and the stuff about, like, his parents I wasn't aware of. So I thought it was just really well done. And honestly, for me, I feel like of any, like, TV show or movie done about somebody this disturbing, um, this was, I feel, the most, I guess, like, sympathetic towards the victims more than anything. Like, you didn't really see any of the gruesome stuff, mm-hmm. which you would think it was more um, just about him but it also showed a lot about the victims too which I don't really think I've ever seen done before at least not this nope. well yeah I did I, I did see a lot of people complaining that it was disrespectful to the victims I however thought it was incredibly respectful to the victims I think that they did it in the most kind way they could have by showing the backstory and the story of the families and how they're coping with things and and really delving into the full situation other than just this is so-and-so and this is how Jeffrey Dahmer killed him. Um, I did think that the kills were too, they were too tame. I mean, I know that maybe they didn't, I mean, Ryan Murphy wrote this. So I'm, you know, he writes American Horror Story. You would think that maybe he'd want to get a little bit more into it. Maybe it was out of respect to the victims that they didn't delve into it. But I don't remember seeing any scenes about the cannibalism, any scenes about trying to make a zombie or do um, a lobotomy to people. I don't remember seeing any scenes like that. And I honestly feel like they kind of dropped the ball on that because it was so tame in that respect. This well, guy was a monster. They implied and it And they a didn't few really times. get into it. They, they implied, implied it, but... but- uh, this, going back to the victims thing, I just think that, like, obviously, if that happened to, like, your brother or, you know, somebody very close to you, anything that gets brought up about it is going to be very triggering. And I also heard that a few of the victims were upset about it. I heard that the one girl who, like, screamed at him in the court, I'm sorry, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but they reenacted the scene in the in the series Um, I heard that she was, like, so upset because nobody, like, asked her permission for that or she didn't know that the series was even happening until it came out. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, anything like that is obviously going to be disturbing to the victims, no matter mm-hmm. what. It's it's traumatizing, and you can choose not to watch it. But with something like Netflix, where it's on the front page, and everybody has Netflix when you log into it, it's it's out there. But it would be messed at the up same time, sure. since the dawn of media in general people have been talking about Jeffrey Dahmer Mm -hmm. Uh, there's been books written about him there's been who knows how many thousands of podcasts about him Um, in-depth news articles uh, it's always been out there so to go after Netflix seems like it's not really worth the trouble and I think maybe I would have watched the episode that included my loved I don't know I don't know but I do believe that they were very sympathetic to the victims. I did enjoy. I think my favorite episode was the one with the deaf man. Tony. I loved that episode. I loved that episode. Mm. Um, I loved the way that a lot of the episode was muffled. So you could kind of experience what it's like to be a deaf person. It was uh, very well there done. Was, I was so well done. And you really got to know, like, the personality and what his dreams were and his relationship with his family. I thought it was so fantastic. It was probably the best episode. And you kind of saw Dahmer falling for him. It seemed like a genuine connection. And the fact that he couldn't disconnect from what he wanted to do was so insane. He was so afraid of him leaving him and not having him around. God, it was such a good episode. But it reminded me a lot. When I was in high school, I went to a performing arts high school. And I had dance with this girl named Christina who was deaf. And we, you know, as being teenagers, we're like, wait a minute, she's a dancer and she's deaf. And it was just like in the show where they feel the vibrations and they can hear some of it. And she was one of the best dancers in dance class in the dance major. And she was deaf. And it was so cool to kind of watch that episode and get an idea of what things felt like and sounded like to her when they were at the club and everything. It's like that movie, It's All Gone, Pete Tong. Have you seen that? I've never, no, I've never even heard of that. It's about a deaf DJ. Oh my gosh. Is it a, like is it a true story no, 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 or is no, no, it no. no? So it's like okay. told like it's a documentary and they have like I know Tiesto's in it and there's like real DJs in it speaking like it's a documentary but it's actually just like a mockumentary or whatever like an acting right. movie but uh I haven't watched it in years and years and years but yeah if you like that stuff it's all gone Pete Tong. Oh, I would love that. I want to watch that. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I loved that episode. And I just felt for his family and the fact that his mother was saying, like, he said he would come say goodbye to him, goodbye to me. He would not leave this town without saying goodbye to me. Seeing the situation before the before the murder happened and then after and how it affects the families, I think they couldn't have done a better job showing the victim if they tried. I think it was so well done. Like I was saying earlier, I feel like any uh, movie or TV series that we've seen on this stuff, uh, at least like, you know, scripted like this, you you don't see from the victim's perspective. And I I did think that they did a really good job with it, especially that Tony episode. 
um, the episode that I really, really liked that I was like, ooh, I need to talk about this right now was um, it was entitled Cassandra and it was more about the Glenda Cleveland of it all and her kind of point of view with being his neighbor and like literally hearing people being murdered, smelling the smells of a dead body and being so extremely helpless where she's calling multiple times. There's nothing being done. Um, and I was literally just, I think I said it a hundred times. I was like, can you imagine literally hearing people being murdered, calling the police and there's nothing you can do about it? Like Mm-mm. that would fuck up the rest of your life. Oh yeah. And, and she tried, I mean, like she tried over and over and over again and it, it was incredibly frustrating. And I actually found it interesting that you did not know that most of his victims, <clears throat> excuse me were people of color but there was speculation that one of the reasons that he lived in the area that he lived in was because it was surrounded by a lot of people of color in a lower income area and this lends back to the situation where a lot of killers have chosen people who are in their mind quote less important than other people so for example when when um sex workers were killed Mm -hmm. well you know a lot of people back in the 80s or something maybe a lot of people that were working in sex work had drug problems and this is also the assumption as well Mm -hmm. overall and it's like oh who's gonna miss a dead hooker you know, who's going to miss a like that you just assume, oh, they went on a crack binge or whatever. Also, They're, one and, thing, and no one's keeping tabs on them because of who they are and what they do. And that's why he took advantage of the situation. Also, one thing that someone mentioned on TikTok, because, you know, of course, my whole TikTok algorithm is this right now, um, which I didn't even think of was this was like right after the AIDS epidemic. So gay mm-hmm. men at the time were, you know, <clears throat> dying. So that was another thing where it was just like, oh, it's just like another one gone or missing or whatever, which is horrible. I personally don't think that he was like racist or anything like that. Like, I don't really think it was too calculated in his mind. But I think that um, he he just was unfortunately attracted to black men. Like, I, I honestly just think that that was his, like, attraction, and that's why he he went for black people, black men. I see my opinion was that be it was more of a crime of opportunity. You know, I definitely don't think he was racist because he was having relationships with black men all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Like, he was obviously sexually attracted to them. He was into them. But the fact is, because of where he lived... His surroundings were mostly black men and minorities. And so they were an easier access to get them from the bar down the street or from the club around the corner to his apartment. And it was just a crime of opportunity. I think if he lived in an area where there were predominantly white men or predominantly indigenous people or whatever, then that would be the select group of people that he was murdering. But Mm -hmm. I think it was just because like... This area is predominantly minorities, and that's what I'm going to run into nine times out of ten, and that's who I'm going to get back to my apartment. And so, but then also he had to his advantage that people weren't as concerned, unfortunately, 
if a black person went missing or if a minority went missing, a teenage, an Asian teenager, and they're just thinking they're into trouble or whatever like that. They're just making assumptions. And so that worked in his favor. Mm -hmm. But it's absolutely devastating to see Glenda fighting and calling like something is wrong something is happening and that the scenes that they showed with her in the hallway saying I told you I told you and you didn't do anything about it are just absolutely heartbreaking devastating now when I was doing some research for this I don't know if you knew this or this was like a well-known thing but the character in the series is actually two different people in real life kind of put together just for the sake of the series so the real Glenda Cleveland who we heard her phone call in the end of one of the episodes with the the little 14 year old boy um, that actually she lived across in a different building across the street from him and that phone call was real that situation with her seeing him and her thinking he's a minor and calling everything that was real um, and the next door neighbor was real I forget that woman's name um, but that whole thing was real and Jeffrey actually did come over to her apartment in real life with a meat sandwich and she said that she actually that. ate it so in the <gasps> series, the the she goes, I'm not going to eat that. I, I laughed so hard. What does she say to him? She's like, I'd be smelling those funky ass smells out of your apartment. I'd be hearing weird ass noises. I'm not eating anything that you hand me or whatever she says. Oh, but my God. I didn't realize life, she ate it. Did the, she eat it because she didn't because know she or said because she, she was, was intimi- scared? intimidated by him? And she ate oh the sandwich. And then she says, looking back now, I probably ate human meat. Like it was like oh some article God. that I read from her. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But the thing is, like, she did, they did, that character and the people in real life, they did everything right. Mm -hmm. They were yelling. They were like, no, this is not right. Something is wrong. Come help us. Come look into it. The fact that police officers could walk into his apartment and smell the obvious smell of death, like, there's nothing, everything that I have heard from anyone who's been around death is like there's an unmistakable smell of death it Mm -hmm. smells like something you've never ever smelled before and the fact that they could go into his apartment and be surrounded by that smell and just like not even put two and two together is insane yeah it's insane i don't understand um I mean, I saw an AMA on Reddit and like, who knows how real this is, but this person claimed that they lived in the same building as him for a few years. And they said that the building that they lived in was like such a dump that it already kind of had an odd smell. So the fact that he had a bad smell coming from his apartment wasn't like something crazy to think of. Um, But it's, you know, it's also one of those things. And trust me, I... This series made me hate cops more than I even thought was possible because I really <laughs> fucking hated cops before. This just made it even worse. Um, but it's just one of those things where, like, you don't think somebody has, like, a human head in their freezer. You know what I mean? Oh, my like, God. Yeah. I think that. Well, yeah. And like I said before, he just seemed like a socially awkward dude. Well, just because you're a socially awkward, weird guy doesn't mean that you're a murderer. Or a serial killer. There's that, like, famous interview with, you know, obviously the real Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, uh, I don't know. Some TV news station. It's on YouTube. It's, like, half an hour long. It's very easy to find. Um, And the way he talks about it, he's just, like, so self-aware, so, quote-unquote, normal-sounding, I guess, about Mm -hmm. it. Um, 
And then even in the series, we see that when his dad's like, you know, we want you to plead insanity. And he's just like, no, well, I knew what I was doing. I, I, I knew it was wrong, but I knew what I was doing. Like, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I, <clears throat> what do you think? Because a lot of people are saying that the doc, the series is too sympathetic to Dahmer. What do you think about that? Um, because it makes you feel bad for him in some moments, I guess, when he's upset over things. I don't understand how it's too sympathetic. I didn't really feel sympathy for him. That's not really the right word. Um, I feel like it gave you like a little bit more of an understanding and maybe a little bit more of a view into how he turned out the way he did. I mean, they showed what they needed to show for you to make your own judgment on him. So True. I guess we can just like get into it with like his upbringing and his parents, which yeah. obviously played a huge role in the series and in real life because everybody has their own opinions, like starting off with his dad and him. First of all, I hate it that they called it taxidermy because that's not <laughs> what fucking taxidermy is. It's not <laughs> scraping roadkill off the side of the road and taking out their insides. Like, isn't taxidermy and then like dissecting it? Getting yeah, that's stuffed? not what... <laughs> like, it's the opposite. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, but there's there's people you know who think that that played a, a part in it. There's people who think that the fact his mom was on twenty different. 27 different types of medication while she was pregnant with him has something to do with it the fact that his parents literally abandoned him for like five years and just let him be uh, but he didn't even know that dad didn't even know like okay so when it comes to the quote taxidermy no that's not taxidermy some people who do taxidermy i'm a part of this group on facebook called the beauty of the dead and i love that group it's always beautiful dead things and it can be animals or you know it's just so interesting so there are taxidermists who will collect roadkill or something if it's in good enough shape and then they will take it and clean it and do all of the things that a taxidermist does and articulate it and stuff it or do whatever that is an art incredible I can't imagine being able to do something like that um, as far as collecting the roadkill and dissecting it I don't think that that makes you a serial killer because that is so interesting. It is interesting to be able to see the inner workings of a living thing and but here's to try thing. to figure out what happened to it. It's and interesting for somebody who's already who's mentally and well. More, yeah, exactly. It, it would be the same thing as somebody, um, you know, not the same thing, but think about you know, somebody who's not mentally well working at like a funeral home or something like that. Like it just wouldn't be a good idea. You know what I mean? So right. like, it's interesting for somebody who's mentally all there, which Jeffrey clearly was never his whole life. I'm sorry. Right. And and honestly, back in that time frame, they didn't know what we know about serial killers, about how that's a big red flag. They just thought, oh, this is this guy's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he wasn't killing the animals would the fact that he was just collecting roadkill would have been weird to me, but not thrown up any red flags. But if I found out he was killing the animals and then dissecting them, that would have freaked me out. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were already dead and he was collecting and dissecting would have been weird, but not like big red flag serial killer behavior, in my opinion. Yeah. So I understand how people could miss out on that. 
Yeah. Um, and the dad was just trying to connect with him to have something in common with him, which all parents try to do with their teenagers. So that's one thing. I have a few problems with the dad. Um, I don't okay. like how a few times we see it in the series and like uh, allegedly this all happened in real life too. Jeffrey tried telling his dad multiple times about his quote unquote urges and desires. Mm-hmm. Like he literally says at one point, like there, I know there's something not right with me. And his dad literally just brushes it off. He's like, well, why don't you go to Ohio state? That'll make everything better for you. It, it made me laugh because I'm an Ohio state football fan, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, seriously, he's trying to reach out to you. And it's just so devastating how the whole thing could have been prevented in so many different ways. Like, first of all, if his dad had listened to him on all those times and then also like, you know, if the police did their job and all that other stuff, too. But um, right. That, that, but again, that you kind of have to for me. It's very frustrating, but you also have to kind of see it in the picture of the time. You know, now, thankfully, we're becoming a more progressive society where we are allowing young men to talk about their feelings or their fears or their urges or whatever. And at the time that he was growing up, that was not a thing. It was very up, very much a man up society where if you had a problem or you were upset about something, you shut the hell up, you manned up and you moved on with your life. And it was uncomfortable for men in general to have these type of conversations. And so when the father shut him down, That did not surprise me at all. What may have been a conversation that a mother would have seen as a big red flag and maybe got him to a counselor, psychiatrist, or somebody that was specializing in it, to see the father completely shut him down seemed like, yeah, that's about what would have happened at that time. And it's unfortunate. And it's a a lesson for us to learn as we continue progressing as a society and not put, not making our children man up quote you know yeah but yeah yeah, it wasn't surprising but it was sad it was disappointing to see yeah um how do you feel about the dad's girlfriend who's like randomly played by molly ringwald in the series oh Um, my god i didn't even realize that was molly ringwald um i'm pretty i'm like 99 percent sure it was her but anyways um I was like, what's wrong with her that she has this man's back through and through? Because I'm sorry, if I fell in love with somebody and their son did anything like this, I would fucking be so far away. I don't care how much I love you. I don't care if it wasn't you. You are connected to that genetically somehow. I am across the fucking country. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, again, it's a sign of the times. You know, we didn't have online dating we didn't have such a huge access to other people so when someone met someone this is why our grandparents have been married for decades because you would meet someone in your community you would commit your life to them and you would spend the rest of your life until you died with that person Mm. that's how it was back then you didn't have apps where you could literally swipe through thousands of people an hour so when you met someone and you love them and you fell in love with them, you committed your life to them and you meant it. It's very Not different in that times. Situation, though. <laughs> but the thing is, yes, the son's behaviors were disturbing, but she loved the man. And I actually had a lot of respect for her because they didn't realize how awful 
everything was going to be. They knew that there were red flags and they knew that there were things that needed to be addressed. But overall, they thought that Jeffrey was a good person in general and that he just needed someone to be there for him. That was kind of the take that I got on it. Mm, I don't know if I would have run away either. Interesting, we saw it so differently because I don't care how long I've been with you. Like, if your son did that, um, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to be a part of that. Um, I have a question, though, because in the series, we see the dad write a book, a tell-all, if you will, about his experience as the Jeffrey Dahmer's father. And he did write a book in real life. Um, And then in the series, we actually see that um, people were starting to sue and that if the book ever did get published, uh, the victims would get pretty much all the proceeds because people thought it was like wrong that he would be making the proceeds off of it fine. Um, And that book does exist, but it is extremely rare and hard to find. My question is, I know that Ted Bundy's longtime girlfriend that he was with the whole time when he did what he did um i know that she wrote a book too which is the book that the zach efron ted bundy is based off of uh, yes. extremely i can't think of the title of it right now and that book is also extremely hard to come by very few and far between copies of it when you can get it it's crazy expensive do you think that that is because it's the same situation as the jeffrey dahmer one where people are like why are you profiting off of this awful thing that happened or like yeah I think it's a slippery slope because why can Ryan Murphy profit millions and millions of dollars off of his Netflix docuseries and his father can't write a book giving people I guess it's information when you're like actually involved in it kind of but, but the father had nothing. I can understand why they would not allow the murderer themselves to write a book. Right. I think the father should be should have been allowed to profit off of the book because that was about his experiences with his son. And as long as there was no money going from the father to Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Although I just I don't know how you would monitor that. Yeah, it's such one of those know. like fine lines with things. Like I know that here in uh, Canada, um, Paul Bernardo, our you know probably most infamous, notorious mm-hmm. guy that we have. Um, I know that he like wrote a book, not about his experience. He just wrote like a fiction book and put it on Amazon when he was in prison. And then when people found out it was like the Paul Bernardo, like that shit got taken down so quick. Oh, my God. Why not put a put a fake name on there? Like, I think he did. But I think it was still found out that it was him. But yeah. So so Lionel Dahmer's book, A Father's Story, is very it's very expensive when you find it on paperback it's 196 dollars you actually can buy a hardcover version of it on amazon for 25 dollars and you can read the kindle version for 10 dollars actually might read the kindle version it has a lot of good reviews it has 385 reviews on amazon and yeah people will really like it i might actually read this I always feel so bad for the parents of the kids who do things like this. I know that the parents of the Columbine killers, one of the moms wrote a book. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I watched her TED Talk. 
very very oh powerful you did stuff. oh yes. i didn't know she did a ted okay i want to watch that was it good yes i'm pretty sure it was okay. the same because i think it, it's similar to like the uh the girls who were abducted by ariel castro in cleveland where like mm-hmm. one of them really loved the press and did dr phil 500 times but then the other two girls are like okay we're writing our book or tell all that's it don't ever come near us again we don't want the spotlight you know there's always the one person who's like more into it than not yeah and i guess if you can make money then that's especially if you were abducted and you were away for years and years like what skills do you have to make money in the real world so i can see why you would take advantage of telling your story and maybe trying to help others i don't fault her at all for that i would maybe do the same thing yeah um but anytime that i think about the parents of people who do these heinous crimes i feel so bad for them because it's not your fault you know unless you were beating your child every day because i I don't think of it that way at all. But there, there is something wrong with someone's brain mm-hmm. that does things like this. And if you grow up and you have a basically normal childhood, Jeffrey Dahmer did not. His mother was like a pill head. The parents abandoned him. But there was something. I wish they would have done some studies on his brain. Okay, so honestly. let's talk about that. Okay. In the series, we see them ask his father and say that there's like, I forget what university it was, but some prestigious university wanted to study his brain after he died Mm -hmm. and they had his brain saved. His dad said no. His mom said yes. There was a court situation. The court ruled in favor of destroying his brain because they said that the world needs closure and we just need to like forget this awfulness happened instead of dragging it up. Um. I mean, I I totally understand the judge's decision in that way, but obviously the part of me that, like, unfortunately loves the true crime shit, I'm the same as you. I'm like, fuck yeah, the things we probably could have learned, especially, like, mm-hmm. today with t- today's technology and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. God, yeah. can you imagine if they could had somehow preserved it all this time and they could study it with the technology now, what Crazy. we could have learned? It is incredibly interesting, and I I see both sides of it. I see why the judge said, no, we're ending this today. It's done. But then I also, I think I would have been on the mother's side, and I would have said, yes, I want to know why this happened. I want to know what was wrong with my child and give me some kind of closure because I'm suffering too. Um, I would have given the okay. But I see all sides of it. I see that the dad was heartbroken, probably felt some guilt in the whole situation and I can imagine as being his parents you would go what did I do how did I cause this and the answer is I don't think they did I really don't I think that something was from what we were shown in the Netflix documentary and I I haven't done a ton of research on the parents in general but from what we've seen there he did have a rough childhood with the parents' divorce, the mother's pill habit, the abandonment, and things like that. But a lot of people have been through shit like that, and they do not become serial killers. So there is yeah. definitely something else wrong. Exactly. Majorly wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So I would have been so fascinated to see if they could dissect the brain and see what was different or what was traumatized by it. Um, Ugh. It's... 
I mean, and then there's that like added layer, which is obviously like the most minuscule layer towards all of this, which is the fact that he's also an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and you you saw the My Friend Dahmer movie that was made a few years back. I never. I did. I didn't it. like it. Did you? I never watched it. Oh, I didn't think it was great. Um, it was like about his teenage years. I I don't remember anything about it other than I didn't like it. Okay, so. Just from what I've heard, like I just said, I, ne- I never saw it, but I heard that it was more focused on like his alcoholism during high school, that he was like known for drinking all the time or something. That wouldn't be a big red flag. To- well, yes and no, because it's again one of those things that like teenagers drink sometimes. Where and it's they like do a, lot of, a lot of people drink a lot of alcohol and they don't yeah. go around doing what he did. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you have something wrong with your brain and you mix that with alcohol, now you're talking about something different. It's kind of like how they tell you not to drink if you're on certain prescription drugs because it can do things to you. It just fucks that, you up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And and also, you know, they tell you that the human brain is not fully developed in those teenage years. So now you're mixing a forming brain with alcohol and there's something already wrong with you to begin with it's just a recipe for disaster but the bottom line is you have to have something wrong with you in the beginning to get it to the point that it got to it's kind of like if you look at like a witch's what do they call it call it cat what's the thing that the witches stir things in Mm. cauldron okay you got a witch's cauldron (laughs) Um, and you ca- got like cauldron of cum. It's a Teen Mom trash what? talk reference. <laughs> oh my god! It's a Teen Mom trash talk reference. There was like this I don't whole listen. Thing. Tra- I don't listen to tr- Teen Mom trash talk, but I listen to Catfish and Ninety Day Fiance trash talk. Okay, so one so. time I remember Tracy said she wanted to have a reality show where you put in a bunch of different guys' jizz into a cauldron and mix it and like put it inside of a girl and then who like whoever the father is is like the winner or whatever uh okay i think somebody needs to check on tracy carnazzo because what the fuck how do you even come up with something like that sorry go on oh my god somebody check on tracy noelle you need to get on this what are you doing your friend like an help. ongoing joke on teen mom trash talk for a very oh my long god time. that's funny Okay, I might have to start listening to that, too. Um, But anyway, say that you have a cauldron and you've got, you know, the main number, the main thing that's in there you start off with is mental illness. And then you're adding alcoholism and a pinch of parental abandonment. And, you know, you start to add all of these issues in there. You, You stir it up, you're boiling it, and it's bubbling over. And that's how you end up with someone like Dahmer. And I, I definitely think that, oh, man, I would have loved if they had studied his brain. I think that they should have. I think that in this day and age, if something like this had happened, they would be studying his brain. But they probably didn't know that technology was going to advance like it would. Mm-hmm. And that's another, like DNA. They didn't know that DNA was going to exist when things like this happened. So there's so many cases, cold cases and things that will never be solved because they didn't keep things for dna it's crazy i know um did you look up any of like the real 
pictures or anything because, you know, we see in the very first episode of the show how he liked to take pictures of his victims and we see the police officer go through it and then go, oh, like, fuck, these are real. I think those were actual crime scene photos. If I remember correctly, I have seen those crime scene photos before uh, in real life and online, obviously. But they looked like they were actual crime scene photos on those Polaroids that they were looking through. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is that correct? Uh, I don't know. I don't really remember them, but I, you know, curiosity unfortunately got the best of me, and I looked up the mm-hmm. real ones, and like I really wish I hadn't. Like, it's yeah, it's, sickening. It's uh, honestly, people who are saying this show is like too gruesome or whatever. Um, honestly. They don't even insinuate half of the stuff, which he probably did. They don't even touch on it. That's the thing is I have seen those photos and I have read and watched and listened extensively to all of these things. And it's not not because I have a sick brain, but because I want to know how does something like this happen? Why does something like this happen? You know, what could drive you to this? And I think that I think that true crime, quote, fans get a bad rap that we're just some sick people that enjoy listening to things like this. But I feel like most people that are interested in in true crime are not fans of true crime. We are interested because we want to know what makes people do these things what causes these things i know that that's true for me at least a million percent a million percent um yeah it's not like we're we're like yeah murder serial killers oh my god i'm gonna write a letter to jeffrey Dahmer in the series too which is really interesting we see him open up fan mail and get like money and pictures and stuff like that and it kind of starts to go to his brain and I I read that that actually happened in real life and that he was like um, fucking around with the other inmates during lunch being like oh this is what this tasted like and being an asshole to everybody pretty much Um, but I I agree with you I feel like um, you know as a kid the whole Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamoka thing like I was always fascinated with that because like I said that was the one that happened around me and then Mm -hmm. of course as I got older and I started like I remember watching this really shitty Ted Bundy movie and being like and then realizing like that actually happened and everything and yeah we're all so fascinated by it we're fascinated by the psychology of it of being like yes how does somebody even think to do something like this like it wouldn't even cross your brain as like a quote-unquote like normal person or whatever um, but there obviously are those fucking weirdos who are obsessed with the real life motherfuckers. It's yes, like, it it's happens. Like the one dude on Sloppy Horror says because he has like um, a sleeve of all of his favorite clown villains, like Pennywise and uh, Art the Clown and stuff. And then he says that people will ask him, "Well, why don't you have John Wayne Gacy on there?" And he goes, "Because that's a real motherfucker. Like we, like, yeah, that's a different thing. You know what I mean?" Um, I but- love that podcast so much i listened to like four episodes (laughs) last night just while i was working oh i fucking love it so much they're they're great i love them 
But yeah, it's true. Um, but there are those weirdos who are into the real motherfuckers. Like back to Paul Bernardo. I remember seeing on the news he would have like a stack of fan mail all the time and girls were sending him like nudes and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. fucked. It's like this guy literally could have murdered your little sister, your daughter. Yeah. And you're sending him that? Like it, That's that a case that mind. will always stump me too because was... Um, what's what? What was his wife's name? Carla Homoka. Carla, w- was Carla a sick fuck too, or was she afraid, or did she want to just please him? Is this a case? It always blows my mind when two sick fucks meet each other and become like the ultimate. You know, like the Power Rangers when they morph and then they come together for one big giant Power Ranger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like how it makes me wonder, like, are these two sick fucks that found each other and created the ultimate sick fuck? Or is one person trying to please the other? What, Or was she really being beaten and terrified? What is the real truth? Do we know? And that's why the movie about them, the like act and movie where Laura Prepon plays Carla Homoka, that's why that movie is so like controversial because it's told from Carla's point of view and it's made to tell it like she's a victim. And um, people here in Canada don't fuck with that. She's been out for a long time. Uh, she is living in, you know, there's actually a Facebook page that I'm in called Watching Carla Homoka and people will you give updates. You like, mentioned that and, and I joined it. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. I think she yeah. was in like Montreal last time they found her, like some crazy shit. But um, I do not care how bad you're getting beaten to do what she did to her own fucking sister. It's really You have fucked. to be somewhat twisted up in there. Like That's true. Even if she sister. was... Even if she was being beaten, she could have reported him. I mean, she could have done something. And, you know, it's easy to say that when you're not in an abusive relationship. It's kind of like saying, oh, why don't you just leave him? You know, why don't you just pack your stuff and go? But in this situation, I just can't see a situation where I would be like, yeah, let's I don't care how drug, I was rape, beaten. and murder my little sister together. It'll I w- be fun. I would rather have the guy, like, kill me than, like, me do that That's to, true. A, to a girl like that. Like, I don't care. Well, and the fact that she's married and has kids and, and it's just living a regular life is really sick. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's fucked There up. has to be more consequence for actions like that. Yeah, uh, it's it's like all of these things like, you know, there's certain th- we can do as much research as we want. There's obviously certain things that like the public will never know, will never know. Um, and yeah, the whole the whole situation is just fucked up. Both all these situations we're talking about are also. fucked. Oh, up. yeah. Well, and, you know, something that always really has been fascinating to me is the link between serial killers and head trauma. Have you ever looked into this before? Um, not head trauma in general, but, um, you know, obviously I'm a big football fan and the whole Aaron Hernandez situation and Netflix did a Mm -hmm. very good one on him. I think it was like the mind. So many concussions. Yeah, exactly. The whole CTE of it all, which is a fairly newer thing that people are discovering in football players more than any other athlete. And, um, you know, people believe that 
Chris Benoit had CTE. He was a wrestler who ended up killing his kids and his wife, and then he killed himself, sorry, unalived himself after. Um, and people think that he had CTE due to his wrestling injuries. What does CTE stand for? Cranial trauma? Uh, something? I can't tell Something you like that. It's head, head trauma, right? But there's a movie with Will Smith called Concussion, and it's about the doctor who discovered CTE in a couple of Pittsburgh Steelers players, and it's a fantastic oh. movie. So, um, I've heard of that movie, but I've never seen it. And now that I have an idea of what it is, I think I will watch it's it. It's a fantastic That's very movie. interesting. And it's one of those things where, you know, they can't study someone's brain until they die. So they want mm-hmm. all of these football players to, like, donate their brains now and stuff like that so they can just, like, figure out how to hopefully prevent it but um Aaron Hernandez is one um that I truly believe like had it and uh so yeah I I do believe that there is a connection there yeah so I I have done some research and here are 10 serial killers who have had brain like traumatic brain injuries okay Mm -hmm. Richard Ramirez the Night Stalker John Wayne Gacy Alexander Pachuskin that doesn't ring a bell oh the chessboard killer all right david berkowitz aka son of son of sam albert fish that was a sick fuck ed gein or ed gein okay albert fish i i don't know who that is oh my god there are so that is a really sick one that will make you sick to your stomach there are a lot of podcasts that talk about him uh you could probably just like google Albert Fish Just podcast type his if name you want to the, listen to it. The Spotify search it's very sick. It's, yeah, it's a very sick story. Um, Glenn Edward Rogers, Peter Sutcliffe, I don't know who that, Henry Lee Lucas, we all know who that is, and Dennis Rader. Those are just 10. There is a huge connection between people having head injuries. Some of them are like a kid was at an old school park when the swings and everything was like made of steel like real shit Mm -hmm. and uh getting hit in the head by a swing something like that that was a traumatic brain injury and that person ended up being a serial killer there's so many connections between serial killers and head injuries it is really insane we could do a whole episode about that but it just goes to show you that there has to be something wrong off different in your brain to connect in that way. And, you know, it's the same thing with people with anxiety and people with depression. There's something different and off in their brain that makes it work the way it does. So I think it is, I mean, I think it's you add in a little bit of brain damage, you add in some other traumatic mm-hmm. things that happened in your lifetime, and all of a sudden, you know, it's the perfect recipe for a serial killer. Totally. Um, there was this place in Niagara Falls. We have this touristy area called Clifton Hill and it's all like wax museums and they have a big like sky wheel there and, you know, just touristy bars and it's just like a whole tourist area right at the falls. And back in the day, I want to say they closed it. Maybe, I don't know. I can probably Google now when they closed it like 2013 or 14, but they had this wax museum that I loved and it was called the criminal hall of fame. And oh my gosh. It was like, I remember Jeffrey Dahmer was in there. Ed Gein was in there. Ed Gein, however you say his name. Um, he was in there like all of the, 
all of the big players were in there. Not even serial killers, but people who were like famous bank robbers and all of this stuff, mafia people. And then at the end, they had like um, a fictional character wing and everything. And it was so good. And they closed it. And I was like, this is actually one of like the coolest spots on Clifton Hill. But I think that they closed that because they realized they were like glorifying um, yeah, the, the, like awful things that these people did. So I wonder there's if there's like anything else line. out there now. Well, I know that there's, so there's, I was just looking up, there's a National Museum of Crime and Punishment in Washington, D.C. I There's a Museum of Death. I've always wanted to go to that in New Orleans. They also have it in L.A. I've really want to do that. And that's got, um, the one in Hollywood is the largest collection of serial murder murderer artwork photos of the charles mansion manson crime crime scene all kinds of stuff uh the guillotined severed head of the blue beard of paris original crime scene and morgue photos from the grizzly black dahlia murder a body bag and coffin collection replicas of full-size execution devices mortician and autopsy instruments pet death taxidermy and so much more um also on display are videos of autopsies and serial killers i need to go to that okay so they we should go together shit, but my little wax museum <laughs> got shut down i actually was saying i it's was like my next like trip i really 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 want to go to hollywood because yeah. there's so much stuff i want to do but most importantly, I want to go to Sir and Tom Tom. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I have a friend that lives in the Calabasas area, so we should go. Uh, we'll go okay, I'll just like show up at Kim K's door. Hey, Kim. Yeah, right. I bet you'll be able to walk right up can to I, the door. Can I just have like $100, please? <laughs> just a hundo. I had to take an Uber here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I mean, it's all fascinating, and I definitely don't want anyone to think that we're glorifying the killers. We are just incredibly interested in knowing what makes people tick, what pushes people in that direction, what can cause that switch to switch. And I love, you know, we love the Jeffrey Dahmer docuseries on Netflix because it showed the victims, their families, their lives, and it gave life to them. It wasn't and at the end. It wasn't overly gruesome. It wasn't like mm-hmm. watching a slasher film or anything close to that. They the, left a lot to the, the imagination. Acting on all parts was fucking incredible. All the way Fantastic. from Evan Peters to uh, what's her face that played Glenda Cleveland, Niecy. I think it's Niecy Nash, Niecy right? Niecy Nash. Um, Niecy Nash used to be in Reno 911. Do you ever, I, I did you ever watched, watch that? I never watched okay. that show. Oh, God, it's so funny. You should watch it. It's so funny. But she's this comedian and this comic personality. So to, see, to see her in something so dramatic and serious was so fantastic to see. She's incredibly talented. And I did love at the end where they showed the victims' photos mm-hmm. and information about them. It literally it gave me chills. I started to tear up. I thought it was a beautiful tribute to the victims and their families. Yeah. But, you know, I can't say from a victim's family point of view, but in my opinion of what I watched, I thought it was beautiful. The Compared the to some of the other movies and stuff on some of the other guys that's out there, 100%. It was a good yeah. job. 
Um, I didn't think they cashed in on the on the gruesome and the gore and all of that. I didn't no. think that it was. Well, that. they easily no. could have, but instead, oh, they absolutely and could have. Evan yeah. Peters, like I watched some thing that Netflix put out on their YouTube channel, and it was ten minutes of him talking about like getting into the role and stuff, and he was just saying how like incredible everyone on the set was because it was obviously very difficult for him to like play that role. And it's one of those things you can always see it in an actor. I feel when someone's just kind of reading lines rather than actually like studying and actually being that character. And Mm -hmm. I, I honestly just feel like he was Jeffrey Dahmer for those 10 episodes, like in a very disturbing way. He was so good. He's really fantastic. He really is incredibly talented. I have so much respect for him after seeing this, which I loved him in, I think the, my favorite other thing that I saw him in was the Murder House season, the very first season, season of American mm. Horror Story. He was fantastic. But to see him grow and to take on this role and do such a fantastic job, like, I'm in awe of him. I can't wait to see what happens in his future. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. The series was great. I I loved it. I love the cinematography. I love the acting, everything. And Every time Milwaukee, Wisconsin came up on the screen, I was like, I believe it's pronounced Milwaukee. <laughs> it's a Wayne's World What joke. is that from? It's a Wayne's oh, World God. joke. <laughs> oh, how funny. How funny. But well, yeah, and I, I think yeah. the biggest takeaway from all of this is like, we shouldn't trust people who drink Budweiser. Oh, or PBR. Remember he was ordering people PBR? But I, I mean, don't, it's I don't from, even know they're from Milwaukee. Is. It's, um, God, Pabst Blue Ribbon, but oh, it's from Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, my God. I, I have to tell you this really quickly. Um, I had a I had a table at work a couple weeks ago. Now, Coors is brewed in Colorado, in Boulder or something. It's, it's real close by. And I had, like, a table of six, and one of the guys asked for bottled Coors. And I'm like, oh, we don't have bottled Coors. We have it on draft. He got so fucking mad at me. I was like, how about a Bud Light? I got bottled Bud Light. And he was like, how do you, how are you a bar in Colorado and you don't have bottled cores? And I'm like, because we have it on draft. And, and I was like, I don't, I was like, it's not even a good beer. So I don't know why you're upset. Like a lot of customers, I try to like, I talk shit to them just for fun. And most of the time they have a great personality and they love it. This guy was so fucking pissed that we did not have bottled cores Light. And he's like, it's brewed in Boulder. And I was like, that doesn't mean it tastes good. I was like, there's a lot of other great beers that we have here on tap and bottled that are fantastic. And they're brewed Coors in Colorado. Light out of a bottle? Like, every time <sighs> I've had Coors Light, it's been like, li- li- like out of Coors a Coors Light in general. It's just not even good. And the thing about our our bar, and it's um, burgers and brews and bourbons we specialize in bourbon and the majority of our bourbons and our brews are colorado based so i'm like how about something from breckenridge brewery how about something from comrade brewery like we have all these great beers and great bourbons that are local to colorado and i was just like it course isn't even good just because they brew it here doesn't mean it tastes good it's like one of the worst beers ever and he was so offended he was he would not even acknowledge me the rest of the time that I served them. Every time I dropped him off food or out, checked on him, he wouldn't acknowledge me. He never said thank you for anything. And then he tipped me 10% at the end of the thing. They tipped me like 10 bucks on a $100 check. I was like, oh my God. 
He was wow. real serious about that Coors Light. So what? Yeah, it, so but, what did he end up getting then instead of uh, the Coors bottle? I don't even like. I don't even remember. He might have got nothing. He was just mad at me. He was so. It was so fucking weird. It's like you see that I'm a server here. Do you think that I'm in charge of ordering the bottled beer? Like, yeah, I'm just here. Clearly, doesn't I don't know. Sell. People trip me out. People are just weird. Get a but I always corona, thought that was funny. Dude. Like, <laughs> chill, That's what it know? reminded me of, though. When when Jeffrey Dahmer's ordering people PBRs, and people are like, PBR? But it's brewed in Milwaukee, so that's probably why, and it's super cheap. Mm. So, yeah. I see. It's the Coors Light of Milwaukee. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's the Coors Light. All right, that's all I got. You got anything else you want to talk about? It's been forever. Um, is there just like anything else you've been watching? So I started Sharp Objects. You had recommended the series to me probably I know. when we first I kept telling like, you over and over. virtually met. Um, and then yeah. I've just been on this huge like book kick lately. I've been reading a novel every like two to three days, not to brag or anything. I don't oh, know. I've wow. just been That's powering amazing. through books like crazy. And, uh, I got a library card because I was spending a lot of money. So I read Sharp Objects and I loved it. And um, I watched the series the second I finished Dahmer. I was like, okay, I'm turning on Sharp Objects finally. So I only watched the yes. first episode so far and I loved it. I like love the casting on it. And uh, it's do you think it's fun. pretty similar to the book? Because I haven't read the book. I wish I had read the book before I watched the series. So like I said, I'm only one episode in, which is probably only like two chapters in on the book or something. Okay. Um, but so far I do like the like the set and the casting and everything. I feel like it's pretty close. But the book does get very dark and very like uncomfortable. So I really hope that the show makes me feel oh that see way i too. need to read the book now oh i need to read the book okay i might have to do that i i love the series i i the only thing i'm sad about is the the end scene the last few minutes of the last episode i wish that you were going to watch that with virginal eyes but the fact that you've read the book like that i know how it's going to end you already know the ending mm. and I wish like I would have loved for you to do to video yourself to record yourself watching the last minute of the show. I would have loved to see that because my reaction to the end of that was, oh, my like I was just completely mind blown and it was the most fantastic thing I've ever seen. It was incredible. OK, so I wish you were seeing that with virginal eyes. Well, but you're uh, already going to know how it ends. I mean, sometimes, though, they do change it from what happens in the book. Like, there's mm -hmm. that really famous scene in the last Twilight movie and Breaking Dawn Part 2 where there's um, a huge brawl and, like, Carlisle gets his head ripped off. And I just remember in the theater, everyone was Spoiler like... Spoiler alert! Because <gasps> that, like, didn't happen in the book. And then it was like, oh, it was just a vision. <laughs> but it was, like, something funny that, like... They did. Maybe I guess. it will be different then. Who knows? Um, I never yeah. got that far in Twilight. I watched the first Twilight movie. I was like, this is awful. And I never watched another one. See, same thing with Twilight. For me, I was a fan of the books. And then I watched the movies. Yeah. And now now the movies, like, obviously, they're so awfully done. But uh, it's just something that, like, brings me joy, if you will. So I will always love Twilight. Um I have been watching American Gigolo on Showtime. Uh, 
I don't think I've watched the episode from Sunday yet, but besides that, I think it's I think it's only Is like it good? Two, two or three episodes in. It's so good. Oh. It's with John Burr. I don't know how to say his name. Burr- the guy that plays the Punisher. The dude who's in he Walking, was on Walking Dead. Dead. Yes, the yeah. dude from The Walking Dead. Uh, I have my unpopular opinion is he's my favorite character on The Walking Dead, and everyone's like he's the biggest asshole ever, and I'm like I love him. He I was think fucking he's great. his best friend's wife when he thought his best. Yeah, friend but was he dead. thought she. He thought he was dead. I, that makes it worse. I don't know how much time had passed between him. D- I don't know. Um, yeah, he's he's fantastic in it. I don't know what I was expecting going into it, but of course, a show about a male prostitute, like I have to watch. And right. um, it's a lot darker than I thought. And where I am now in the show, it's it's kind of like a mystery, like murder mystery kind of feel slash, I don't know, just good show. Um, I like okay. it so far, so I'd recommend that. Is there anything like you're watching right now? Sister Wives, I'm obsessed with the mm. We Love to Hate Everything YouTube channel. YouTube. YouTube. Um I love I love watching their live feeds. So Jody and Amanda I, are hilarious. I joined in just for the last half because the Bills were playing and then I was of rewatching course. the video today and Amanda was like, Justine's not gonna be here and then she does the quotes because the bills are playing and it's like the bills actually are playing there's no need for finger quotations but um (laughs) but I watched uh their cameo from Christine and I was honestly not a word that Christine said surprised me I was like that is the most on-brand cameo I think I've ever seen yeah yeah I loved it I I love watching them live I'm like me and Justine need to start going live like this how do we set up StreamYard? <laughs> oh my god I would I would do a stream with you for sure we should we should and I they figured out how to do it so I guess we can get info from them on how they the do it because it looks awesome huh oh my god yeah we would just like fun. drink the whole time just get like blasted and just yes one okay, of us would say something that. we weren't supposed to say but it would be fun yeah and it'd be limes <laughs> live so we couldn't cut it yeah it'd probably be me yeah that sounds about <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'm watching that and i'm just watching pillow talk of 90 day fiance happily ever after i don't want to watch the full show so i just watch pillow talk to get the important stuff and that's pretty much it i've been Working a lot. My coworker broke her wrist and her arm. She was leaving a Broncos game and she tripped and fell and broke her wrist and her arm like her bone was sticking out of her skin. That's how bad it was. Yeah. She had to have like emergency. She had to get in the, the uh, ambulance, go to the hospital, have an emergency surgery. This was like three Did weeks she, ago. Did she like fall down the stands or like outside of She the like stadium? tripped on a step or something, something leaving the stadium and just totally was wrecked. And she's been out for like three weeks now. So I, I picked up some extra shifts. So I've been working a lot and then working on our businesses and I haven't really been watching much TV. But that is my literal nightmare. To to break something and have your bones sticking out, I would throw up and pass out. I, like, have you I ever even broken be... a bone? Uh, I broke my collarbone when I was like two, but other than that, okay. no. You don't. Remember. My mom said that I grabbed like I grabbed my the hair dryer. She was drying my hair, and then she turned to get the phone. The phone was ringing, and I grabbed the hair dryer. Like I lost my balance, grabbed the hair dryer, fell off the stool, and pulled it down onto me. 
and it broke my collarbone. And so ever since then, I'm so sensitive about my collarbones. I'm like, don't. It just, it freaks me out. It just seems so sensitive. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Have you broken bones? I've never broken anything. Thank God. Wow. When I was like, I don't know. 10 11 I know I wanted to break something because a girl in my class had broke her leg and she didn't have to run track in gym class oh my god so I literally (laughs) tried to like jump out of a tree and break my ankle or something and it didn't work and it's it's so ironic now because now I like love working out but at the time I I was like never I would never want to break a bone (laughs) I would never want to break a bone Alex has never broken a bone he's always been a super careful kid and so I just know that if we have another kid, that's going to be the one that's like constantly breaking things and getting hurt because Ryan has broken so many bones. He was riding dirt bikes and doing all kinds of crazy shit, broke his back, broke this, broke that. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be screwed if we have another baby. Well, that kid's going to be in the they ER say all that the time. If your first one is like good, then your second one is like the annoying I know. one. So. I'm like my first kid was so was very easy and chill and I just feel like the next kid is gonna be a wild card. Yeah. You never know. If we ever get there. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, we'll find out one day. Have you watched The Bear on No, like, I, I heard it's Lulu so Lulu. good. So I watched that. Um there's only like eight episodes or something of it and Did you like it? I liked it. I would say it's it's overrated. I will say that. Because I had a bunch of people tell me it's like the greatest show. It's so good. And it's about like the restaurant industry, right? It is good. It's very well done. Uh, Everything about it is good. But it's just there's like the tinges of corniness in it that are just kind of like, okay, let's move on with this. You know what I mean? Like I'm not really a fan of like very corniness sometimes unless I'm watching a show for that. Do you know what I mean? Um, right so it was like it it was good I if you just want something to like power through quick episodes good acting like I would watch that for sure the thing I'm looking forward to is the Hellraiser series I didn't know they were doing a series I thought that they were doing a new oh is it a movie a reboot I don't know I thought it was a series that they're doing anyways it's coming out what next week or the week after like very soon perfect in time for Halloween. I've never seen Hellraiser. Ooh. Oh, it is a series coming to Hulu October 7th and that it's a female actress instead. Oh. I watched the trailer. I watched like the the 30 minute like teaser trailer whatever. It's a movie. So it's not a series but it is coming to Hulu. Okay. So So, it'll be Oh, it says Disney Plus. Oh, I keep forgetting that Disney has Hulu stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting that Hellraiser would be on Disney Plus. It just doesn't seem like it fits. Yeah, our Disney Plus isn't like actual Disney. It's like, uh, I don't know. Because there's that like, the obviously like the Disney Plus with all the Disney stuff. But then there's like this part of it called Stars. And then that has like all the Hulu stuff. So that has like the Kardashians huh. and like all these Hulu movies and stuff. Interesting. I never open Disney Plus unless I want to like trip out on something, Ooh. cry about Encanto. <laughs> I every time I watch Encanto, I fucking cry. I'm like, it 
it's so beautiful. Or I'll cry when she doesn't get a gift. I'm like, she didn't get a gift. Oh. I've never seen I cry that one, but <gasps> one Disney movie that I love. You've got to watch Encanto. It's fantastic. You have to watch it. I will. I will. I will. Um, okay. One Disney movie that I loved that I watched was Coco, and I watched it like... 2020 yes. so good. on Cinco de Mayo I remember because I like it's so watched good it and then I got drunk on tequila after and then when I was in Universal I ate at um Antoinito's or something it's called I don't know it's some restaurant on like Aww. the city walk there and there was this guy who was doing like uh he was like some Mexican guy like playing guitar and singing and I just started yelling uh-huh. like, play the song from Coco because I couldn't remember it did he do but, it yeah. he was good he did like a Mexican version of Hotel California oh that's awesome yeah it was that's fun. so fun yeah no you have to watch Encanto I also watched Onward recently which was so good and so underrated okay I try I started that when it first came out and then I just like wasn't in the mood to watch it and was like and I turned it off but it's good very good very good is it Seth Rogen one of the voices I believe so it's very good have you seen Um, uh, the Chippendale movie no Seth Rogen is it good that one's good that one's good okay I, lo- I used to love watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers when I was little. See, I Did never, watch- I, n- I never watched them, but uh, when that so movie cute. first came to Disney Plus, Amanda was like, "Everyone has to watch this movie. It's actually really funny. It's so funny." Aww. And I was like, "Honestly, I have the same sense of humor as her, so why not?" So I got really stoned and I watched it, and I thought it was really, really funny. Okay, is it live action or? It's like half live action, half animated okay but um, okay i'll watch rogan's in it and his part is hilarious okay i'll definitely watch that that sounds good all right well i think that's about it thank you so much for coming on i'm so happy to see your face i love this because i feel like we're just talking we're just having a regular conversation and now other people can enjoy and listen in what are you pouring uh pinot grigio oh hey Um, party will continue honestly i'm just like because now i have to go record my episode by myself oh you should have told me i could have done it with you i'll come on your show again soon anytime you want you know i always have like five different things going at once so yeah yes you have a lot going on yeah you guys can uh find justine at justine elizabeth no you tell people where to find you because that's your personal Instagram, which you're, you're at Shore Source Pod, right? You can follow me on my personal <laughs> as well. It's okay. I've had a couple of people ask me, be like, can I follow you? It's like, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, listen to the Shore Store if you're a fan of Jersey Shore, Floribama Shore, anything. I actually went to the St. Pete, Floribama Shore house on my trip, the season three house. So cute. Um, and I just put out an episode today on the main feed, and it's um, about the newest Jersey Shore Family Vacation episode where Polly D literally broke down the door with Angelina. Yeah, that was it. crazy. Polly D broke character, and I tell my thoughts on that. So you guys should go listen. Oh, okay. I'm excited for that. I listened to the episode that you did with Erica on Surreality. Oh, for Hogan knows, best. Hogan knows best. You guys have got to go listen. Go subscribe to the Surreality podcast. I loved that episode. That was such a blast from the past. Oh man, I have to go back and watch that show now. Good luck finding it because honestly, like 
kudos to Erica. She literally had to like have her laptop in front of my webcam and just like played me <laughs> the episode before because it you cannot find that anywhere. Like anywhere. You'd have all. to buy it on eBay or something, right? That's what she did. She bought the DVDs on eBay, but I literally oh I was willing to pay for it, anything. I could not find it anywhere. That's crazy. And I also I thought about you last night, too, because I was sorting through. I bought a big movie collection to resell and I found Jersey Shore season one and two, the uncensored DVDs. And it made me think of you. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is worth anything. And it's really not. But I can put them online. But yeah, so good, especially the first season uncensored. Like how many times I've rewatched that in my life is unreal. Um, So good. And then Um, and Terrifier. Oh my god! Look, we're both saying the same thing. So, Terrifier Two is coming out this week, guys. I spent like two hours the other day looking at everywhere, and like it is not playing in Canada <gasps> at all. Like anywhere, um, the closest theater that I could watch it at would be in Buffalo. So if I'm gonna oh see god. it in the theater, I'm gonna have to cross the border to go watch it, and. That's so Honestly, crazy. I would by myself if it was playing at like two o'clock in the middle of the day, but all the shows are like six o'clock and beyond. So I'm like, I wonder why it's not playing in Canada. Is it like too gross? I don't know. No, it has nothing to do with that. I think it's just like a streaming, not streaming, but like movie theater rights type of thing. Like I think with yeah. anything else, you need like the rights to show it in the country. And you looked know. after the 6th of October because that's the release date in Oh, my God, that sucks. Yeah, trust me. I did everything. So I feel like um, next weekend I'm going to try to, like, illegally watch it if I could find, like, a decent enough quality mm-hmm. version of it. If not, I might plan a trip to Western New York just to go watch it. Imagine How I just, long like, of a drive is that? It's just an hour from me. I'm, like, oh. right over the border. It's nothing. But, like, imagine I just go and the border guard's like, what's your purpose of crossing? I'm going to go see Terrifier in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, get your ass back to Canada. You're not coming to my country. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. No, I absolutely think you should do that if it's not too huge of a – and hopefully it's a fantastic movie. The trailers look good. Um, Alex and I were saying – We've been watching a lot of, we've been watching every horror movie that's come out. We saw Barbarian. We saw, what did we see last week? Came out last week. Shit, I don't remember. We're going to go see Don't Worry Darling, like tonight, which is not a horror movie, but. Oh, you have um, to tell me how that is, because I'm so curious. I haven't heard like any reviews or anything, so. Unfortunately, I read a review that, that revealed the twist at the end Uh. and I'm like god damn it you shouldn't have done that I don't know what you were thinking and the reason I was looking at reviews is because before the movie opened people were saying it was garbage that it sucked it was awful and then I was like well the movie hasn't even actually released yet so why are all these people writing these comments that they have probably haven't seen it well not even critics but like regular people which I would understand if the critics had seen it early So after the movie released, I went into the app and I was looking at reviews and like the first fucking review from a user says, oh, it was crazy to find out that blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, they didn't write in their thing like spoilers ahead. No, nope. They just revealed the twist right at like the first the first line of their review and I wanted to die because I would have really enjoyed finding out that twist I think it would have been a really fun reveal at the end 
So I'm going to see it anyways. But Alex and I were saying we are not going to watch any horror trailers anymore. We're not going to because trailers reveal too much. Mm. Like in Barbarian, I already knew, oh, this is person's going to die. That person's going to die. Like I already knew things that were going to happen because I had seen the trailers. So I'm like, from now on, I will pull up a list of horror movies that are being released. I will not read anything. I will not watch any trailers. And I'll just be like, this horror movie comes out on this day. We're going to go see it. Because I want to enjoy the suspense and the excitement. Like a basic synopsis that like a movie theater would post or something is perfect. But I agree with you with trailers. I like trailers that are misleading. The first one that comes to my head is the Hereditary trailer. Because in the trailer, it showed, you know, spoiler alert, if you've never seen Hereditary, skip ahead or whatever. But um, (laughs) in the trailer, it shows that the girl, the little girl in the movie is like the main character. And it feels like we're going to follow her. She dies within what? The first 10 minutes of the movie? First 10 minutes. And And it's shocking. That was what made it not only the way she died, but just the fact that she died was also like, whoa, I thought the movie was going to be following her the whole time. I will never forget the reaction to her death. Because it was me and Alex and Ryan sitting on the couch and Ryan like had fallen asleep or something. And I was just like, oh, my. Like it was mind blowing that death scene. I'll never forget the way I felt when I saw it. So So that's fantastic. I love that. But it's gotten to a point where they just reveal all the good stuff, all the kills, Mm -hmm. all the info. Everything is in the trailer. It's like, why even bother seeing the movie? So I am boycotting trailers. I'm going to go in knowing practically nothing about the movies that come out. And I think it'll be so much more enjoyable that way. I will say, though, last night I did finally watch Orphan First Kill. Okay, was it good? Did you watch it yet? No, I I saw the first movie and thought it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, you weren't a fan of the first. So I love the first movie. And I knew that there was, like, a big twist in this movie because... um, this one podcast that I really like called Gay Lords of Darkness, they, you know, they recap horror movies and stuff. And they even said at theirs, like, they put it in the description, everything. Please just watch the movie before you listen because we don't want to spoil the twist, whatever. So I knew there was a twist. So I was kind of waiting for it the whole time. Maybe just the fact that I knew there was going to be a big twist. I didn't know what it was. But um, maybe just that kind of killed it for me a little because I had like so much anticipation for it. But I feel like I like the original one better, but I feel like this one was like, like very good for a prequel. Like oh, really? beyond okay. expectations for a prequel. And it's very much like you can tell that the girl has aged quite a bit from the first one. And it's supposed to be set like before the first yeah. one. So you just it's one of those things where you just have to like suspend disbelief for a little bit. But Do um, you think that they should have cast a new actress? No. It just seems like I too much work. The girl that plays her is fantastic. Okay. I think she does such a good job. She's such a good like horror movie villain because yeah it's such a thing that's like unexpected you know like a creepy little kid but they're not really a little kid like that's fucking terrifying at least to me um Aziz Ansari has a stand-up that's really funny where he says that like his girlfriend at the time was like afraid of baby ghosts and stuff like that (laughs) and that he had this fantasy of like hiring a child actor to like stand in the kitchen in the middle of the night when she goes down to get a glass of water and just like stare at her um (laughs) (laughs) 
That's so fucked up. But yeah, I, I, I mean, you weren't a fan of the original Orphan, so you probably right. wouldn't I care, might have to rewatch it. For anybody that and was that's a, a fan, definitely watch First Kill. It was worth the $4 I spent on it. That's another movie that someone revealed the twist to me. So I already mm. knew before going into the movie what the re- the reveal was going to be. So maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it as much. Girl, you got to avoid the spoilers. I know, but sometimes people just ruin it for you and you don't even have a chance to avoid it. Like, I think that in that case, somebody put it on their Facebook status oh, or something. Just a fucking asshole. I hate that shit. That. Like, really? I hate that. Oh my yeah, it's gosh. Awful. I hate when people do that. Oh. Don't spoil shit. If you're going to spoil shit, put I'm about to spoil shit and then yes. enter, 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 enter and hide it behind pictures or something. It's so messed up. I'm not someone who enjoys spoilers. I love being surprised. Same. Don't spoil things for me. Same. So. I'm really into uh, the Goodreads app. So for those people who don't know, it's like where you put like what you're currently reading or like you can put like what you want to read and stuff like that and review books on there stuff like that and people there are so good for that like if you click on a book it'll always say like do not click on this unless you want spoilers and stuff like that like it's good for Mm, that and I feel like that's literally what you need to do do not my fucking stepmom is the worst I remember this is before the pandemic her and I went out and we were She's telling me about this movie and then she's telling me about the movie and I'm just waiting for her to stop talking. And then she goes, yeah. And then that's how it ends. And she literally just told me <laughs> the whole movie. And at the time, the movie was it was downsizing. I remember oh. the movie. But at the time, it was like. I didn't need to see that movie. That movie was awful. Nobody ever needs to see that movie. I watched <laughs> it pretty recently and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Ryan bought that movie when it came out because he used to buy movies. And I remember just being in the room and being like, what the fuck are you watching? This is terrible. Like, yeah, nobody ever needs to see that. You can totally ruin it here if you want to. But it, it doesn't <laughs> matter the movie. It was like the principle. It's it was true. like It was like, if you're good, sometimes I get that. But like, you need to at least ask the person. Like, Check can in I spoil with the person. For you or do you not want to know? That's what I always right. say when I get excited to tell like one of my friends or something. I'm like, if you don't want to know, like I, I just shut up now. Yeah. You know? Is it OK if I spoil it? And I'll be like, fuck, no, I don't want you to spoil anything for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shut your mouth. Yeah. I, I but I like I like surprises like right. Our one year anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks. And Ryan's like, I already have things planned. I just have to finalize things. He knows that I love surprises. So I've asked nothing about it. Like, I don't want to know anything. You just plan it, pay for it, and take me. And I will be happy as a child on Christmas morning. I can't wait. I love that. So whenever someone spoils a movie or anything for me, it's so disappointing. I hate that. See, It's like heartbreaking. I'm different with that because I hate spoilers for like anything like that like movies or anything because it's like okay I like the feeling of being shocked when I'm watching a movie or a series or something like that like I don't want to know but when it Mm -hmm. comes to like trips and what I'm doing I'm the opposite because I'm like no I need to know exactly how long we're going for like what I need to bring to wear like 
I need to know the well, that's, details. Well, that's that. one thing. You can know like the basics. Like we're going to be gone for two days, dress warm or dress Oh, I wouldn't trust a man, a, a straight man to tell me like what Oh, to really? Wear for oh, three I days. must be lucky then. I must <laughs> be lucky then cuz like Ryan, he just knows what I like, so I just I trust him to plan. I'm like, you know what I enjoy, you know what I've asked you. He's good at sometimes remembering like if I say, "Oh, I really want to do this thing." Like earlier this year for my birthday, I really wanted to go to Meow Wolf. And oh, yeah, so that's what we got to do place. for my birthday. Yeah. So that was like my surprise for that. And I was like super excited because that's exactly what I wanted to do. So luckily, sometimes some men listen when you tell them things that you want to do. Oh, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. All right. That is all I have. I got to go pick up my kid from school here in a few minutes. But I have loved this so much. You need to let me know the next time you need a guest for your show and I'll come on. And uh, free the end of this week, we can do an episode because yeah, I'd love I can to do hear that. your thoughts on some stuff. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, text me some information. We'll plan it. Thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, make sure you follow me on at Resting Bitch Pod on Instagram and Justine at Shore Store Pod. And we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. All right, bye. bye. Yeah. <laughs>